Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, and welcome back to FPL Apprentices Season 2, Episode 5. We're back for another week, Chris. Would you like to say hello? Yep, hello, everyone. Interesting order from you there, Tom. Evening coming before morning, but anyway, we'll, we'll rock with it. Um, yep. Today, we'll get straight into it with the review for Game Week 2. So, Tom, do you want to walk us through it? Yep. Uh, not, not the best week. Uh, three million game week rank, fifty-eight points, and we only had three play, four players, five including Shaw, but I don't really count that as a return. Four players returning: Sanchez, Trent, Costas, and Ben Rama. Rest of the team was a shambles. Um, so not too much to dwell on. I mean, we went Fernandes over Salah, captain, which didn't really matter, but we lost four points there. But it's not really much of a big deal. But yeah, pretty poor week. From our main players, so disappointing. Yeah, it wasn't our best week. We dropped considerably after it. After what was a very solid start, 102 points in game week one. So we're currently sitting, as you said, Tom, top 800k in the world, which is is all right to start off with. Um, I'd say, you know, we we're we're gonna try and make up ground with transfers this week, though. We may, we're gonna make some aggressive transfers, we think. Um, and today in today's episode, we're gonna run through prediction results. We're going to go through our watch list like we did last week. It's obviously a new feature on the pod. Uh, last week, we had Jaffet Tanganga, Calvert-Lewin and Dennis on the watch list. Now, this week, both me and Tom are going to provide three more options for the watch list and we're going to discuss who goes on the watch list and if anyone should come off the watch list. We'll go for our differentials the game. We'll then go for our gaming to... Uh, not gaming free planning, actually, not gaming two planning. <laughs> uh, captaincy transfers, and it's it's an exciting episode, Tom, because we know we have decided to to make our decisions on transfers before the pod uh, because we think it's probably best so that we make good decisions instead of discussing on the pod, and we don't want to ramble on on the pod, and we want to make sure you guys can hear our decisions on the pod. So that's the way we're going to do it. Um, so we have already made the transfers. We know what we're doing. But we're gonna we're gonna discuss why and like the reasons for our decisions and I think the reasons it's gonna be interesting. Um, we're gonna explain our decisions. We've made two chances this week. We'll get onto it later. Um, but yeah, today's pod is gonna be interesting. Um, I'll kick us off though for the main for the main bulk of the pod with prediction results from last week, Tom. So how do you think that you did? I think I had a good week. I think very right. confident. So thank you, as always, to everyone who voted. We had a lot of interaction last week. And I'll run through game by game how everyone did. So, Tom, Liverpool versus Burnley. We started off 12.30 last Saturday with an absolute storming group of predictions. We had two correct scorelines, three correct results, and Instagram also got the correct results. So me and Josh, the guest, thank you to Josh for providing the guest predictions last week both guessed 2-0 so we both got the correct score on that's three points for us Tom any any guesses what you can you remember what you put out 3-0 I think 3-0 yeah so you mm-hmm. you lagged behind a little bit after 12 after the 12.30 kickoff but you know you, you had some good moments to come I'll say Tom <laughs> yeah Um, in relation to the Liverpool Burnley game Tom Costas your man Costas getting the or our man Costas getting the assist for Jota and not something I was overly pleased with for my own team with no Costas and transfer and Jota at the time. But, you know, it was a good goal. 
Costas, I thought, had a really good game. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't watch the game because I was at an away game, Woking. But um, yeah, it looks like he had a good game. I mean, I was convinced by him game at one. So I think he's been a he's been a great asset to have, um, and he's got we got a price raise out of him as well. So I think he's a legend. Yeah, cost us. He didn't cost us very much, Tom, but he's done <laughs> us a great job. Um, so we, we thank cost we thank Simicas for that. Um, other than that, though, Trent had a cracking performance. I thought popped up for the assist for Mane's goal in a odd position, extremely far forward in the centre of the pitch. Not something I was even expecting, uh, but he. Lovely pass through to Manning and gets us the 12 points. I think that's the sign of things to come this season. I think Trent's going to be a high-scoring defender. I think he's really got the potential to to possibly even eclipse his scores from from last year. From you know, when he had that great season, Liverpool kept a yeah. lot of clean sheets. I think he's got the potential to eclipse that with Van Dyke back. Van Dyke making a huge, huge difference. I thought. Uh, and Allison on form. Liverpool conceded chances as they always do, but Allison being on form and Van Dyke being on form, um, really, that did make a big difference. And if we if we'd have had Adrian in that game, if we'd have had no Van Dyke, I think we would have conceded one or two. So you can see the importance of those two players to Liverpool's team. Uh, Burnley, not really much to say about them. I thought they played all right in the first half, but I don't really want to ramble on too much about them. Not really much to look at from an FPL perspective either. I'd say. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, a team to stay away from, I think. I mean, I looked at Lauter myself at the start of the season, but I'm pleased I avoided them. Burnley aren't looking great, but I'd, I think there'll be a period of time where we, the likes of Chris Wood pop up, maybe Pope. But yeah, not much to say on them at the moment. A bit disappointing from them. Yeah. All right, next game. Villa versus Newcastle. And I was expecting this one. We were all expecting a few more goals in this one. Ended up only being... 2-0 Villa. Ings getting a nice goal, Tom. Very nice goal. He's, and I'll take it for my team. We don't own yeah. Ings. Um, I think he scored two goals from an XG of below 0.3 or something. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. The man's clinical. Uh, he has got a bit lucky, though, has to be said. Unsustainable performance performances, I would say. Uh, but not really much to say on that game. Don't think Villa look as good as they, they, they were at points last season. I don't know what you think about Villa, Tom. Yeah, no. Um, I think last season they were lucky with the amount of clean sheets they kept. We saw that Martinez said in so many times, and I think they're they're a new team, sort of, but they're they're going for a rebuilding stage. They've lost Grealish, so it's going to take them to a while to adapt. Um, and I think they're definitely a team for me to that I'd avoid for now. But I think there's there's a bright future ahead if they can get the likes of Bruin Deer playing well, Bailey. Back from injury, Watkins back as well. Um, but I think I think for now they're a bit of a team like you never really know what you're going to get. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be investing in Villa anytime soon. Yeah, nice to put. I think. And a word on Newcastle from you, Tom. Yeah. Um. I again didn't watch the game, but saw the highlights. We were robbed of a, of a Wilson pen. Very tight offside. Think it should, I don't think it should have been offside. Uh, Martin is lucky to still be on the pitch. Absolutely killed Wilson. Um, and again, I think Wilson had. I think he had not, he, had, he had a one-on-one as well. That unlike Wilson, unlike him himself, missed it. And um, so another day we come away with a thirteen-pointer from Wilson. So I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried of him. And as long as St. Maxim stays fit, I'm sorry, he picked up a little knock, but he's going to be fine. He'll shake it off. 
I think I think there's goals for Wilson to, to come. But yeah, disappointing for Newcastle. Hopefully they can win at home this weekend. Yeah. I think Newcastle I think Wilson in particular has proven himself as a as a goal scorer in recent seasons, you know, in the Premier League last four or five seasons, whenever he plays, he seems to get a few goals each season and he's pretty reliable. He's on pens and we're going to get to our transfers later. Wilson's not a man that we've transferred out because, as I've just mentioned, he's fairly consistent. He's a proven goal scorer in the Prem and we feel like we can rely on him with some decent fixtures. Now, not his best performance against Villa, um, but I think we were unfortunate, Tom, as you mentioned, not to get any points from him. I think there's points to come from this man, especially... I think a penalty or two. I remember he got quite a few last season. I think he's due, he's due on soon. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think Sam Maxim looks like he'll be all right for the weekend and a good fixture against the Saints. So seems seems wrong to get rid of Wilson this week. And he showed promise. And you know, in an away game where I wouldn't, I wasn't really expecting too much away at Villa. I mentioned on the pod last week our strike force. With Wilson away at Villa and Tony away at Palace didn't fill me with very much confidence. And for 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 Wilson to get so nearly get a pen and get that one on one, that's promising to me. So it's part of the reasoning of why we've we've kept him. Um, yeah. So I think I think I'm fairly happy to own him. He's got he's got decent fixtures. We got him because we knew he had good fixtures up until about when we won a wild card game at seven or eight. So that's why he's in the team. And I think I'm feeling pretty confident for Southampton home top. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm quietly confident as well. It'll be our little, it'll be one one of a few little um you know, dif- well kind of differential. Yeah. You know, one of those players. He's only six percent owned. You can just fly us up the rankings. Uh, especially uh, for Antonio blank on the cards. I'll say it now. Two pointer incoming, Tom. Let's hope so. That'll be hard. Wilson hat trick, Antonio two pointer. Be a big <laughs> point, so. Let's hope how, the, so. how the tables can turn. Yeah. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Yeah. And so our other striker, Ivan Tony, blanking again, Tom. What do you think? Yeah, uh it's disappointing. Uh, apparently we had a, he had a few shots in the box, but apparently he wasn't great. Um and I mean Palace Palace defence, they got a solid defence, made a few signings. Obviously, Anderson, um, get, sorry, big, someone began with G, I can't pronounce. Just call him G. Yeah, G. Just call him G. From Academy. So, I think they're strengthening. Um, good point for Palace. Probably a good point for Brentford as well, but disappointed from Tony. Um, he's not, I don't think he's the man for the job. If you are. Um, so, not really too much to say on that game. What do so we, we pre- did, what did we oh, predict? Of course, yeah, I haven't mentioned that one. Tom, you went with a Brentford win. Me and Josh went with one-one, <sighs> and Brentford were backed on Instagram. So currently, the scores are Tom, you're on two, I'm yeah. on five, and Josh is on five, or the guest is on five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But things things turn around, Tom. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, next game: Leeds versus Everton. Another high-scoring game. We all expected that to happen, Tom. Well, we went with one all. I feel like we were predicting, like we were thinking about three twos and two alls. You actually went with one one, Tom. So you mm. got the result. I went with two two, so a massive three points uh, for me. Uh, Josh went with two one to Everton, so he lo- he didn't gain any points. And Instagram, 
it was really tight last week on Instagram, but they went with Leeds in the end. Obviously, ended up being a draw. So, so yeah, they they were the predictions. I thought Rafinha scoring a nice goal was the main standout for me. I thought Bamford was getting in some decent positions, and um, DCL scoring, DCL scoring. Tom, that's what it looks like he'll continue to do for a lot this season. I can't lie. Yep, on pens as well. Like about him on the pod. Couldn't get him in now. He's rise not point three, which is a bit of a problem. But yeah, I said what they were doing with DCL, just whipping balls in, and it was the same at Leeds. I mean, he could have had that trick, and it's going to be like all season, I think. Um, it's a shame we didn't start with him, but n- never mind. And I'm just pleased I, I got the the correction on the prediction on there. The watch this, <laughs> I, I got him on there. After well, you doubted him, you'll be even more pleased, Tom, with your. With your prediction for Man City Norwich, you went with five nil. Yeah. And yep. scoreline ended up, of course, a five nil. So you got your three points. This is what I'm saying. The table slowly turned in this competition as the weekend went on. I went with four nil, Josh went with two nil. Man City obviously backed. Uh, now my differential last week, Ferran Torres, scores a pretty nice goal, I must I must admit. Yeah, and he's just yeah. like an inch offside, so it doesn't count anyway. Good, yeah. Good. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Man City, Grealish getting his first goal. Feels like ages ago that this happened, but yeah, Grealish yeah, got his first goal. No. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? I feel like this was game week one, but it was game week two. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Any other noticeable things that happened in that game? Diaz getting the assist for, for Mares. Quite a nice goal, I thought. Mares only is probably a little bit disappointed, though. Yeah, report scoring as well. Good finish. Just a quick word, actually, Tom. Yeah, on go on. The, Man City defence. Are you mm. expecting still a lot of rotation to happen? Do you think Laporte's maybe solidifying his spot now? And the fullbacks, what do you think is happening there? Because obviously Mendy, we just found out, has been suspended by Man City as he's been he's been uh, not arrested, but he's been accused or something like that by the police. Yeah. Uh, Diaz will play every game in Prem. Um oh. I think I, I think it'll be Walker instead of Diaz, and then I'm not sure. Stones or Laporte. I mean, if the if Laporte keeps playing well, I don't think he'll lose his place. But Stones was really good last season, so if Stones get nailed, if Stones gets nailed, he's five point five as well. So he's definitely someone I'd be keeping my eye on with City in the future. But I think they're a defense to invest in at some point this season because I don't think he would change that much. It's just whether you risk Cancelo. Or you go safely like the Stones or Deer. But they've got aerial threat as well. Um, so, yeah, they're definitely, definitely a defence to watch. Definitely. And I'll be watching them, for sure. They were so good last year. Yeah. No, I agree. I think there will become a point where Man City defence is, is the right thing to do. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's quite now, if I'm honest. No. Okay. So, next game, Tom, you're kind of levelling leveling out the scores right now. Next game is Brighton versus Watford. Unfortunately, you went with 1-1. Score ended up 2-0. Watford actually backed by both the guest and Instagram. So, you didn't lose too much ground. But I did guess 1-0 to Brighton. So, I got the correct result. Anything much to say about that game, Tom? More pace scored. And I um, spoke about him for the watch list as well. He laughed it off, but he got injured. But he might be right for the weekend. But I mean, Duffy scores as well. Full middle defender. But no, nothing to say apart from the the two boys you put forward for the watch list blank. 
and the two boys I put forward perform. So that's all to say. But I watch this isn't just a one week thing. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how good Watford were with that. Any many chances? You know, I didn't watch the game. Towards the end of the game. Watford were, were getting a few chances and Dennis was getting in some nice position. I like what I saw. He stayed on for the 90 as well. Uh, I yeah, think, that's good. I think the reason he came off in the first game it was because he had a slight knock. This, yeah, yeah. this time played the 90 and he looked like he was getting in the right positions. If they counter-attack, Dennis is your man. Uh, so I'm still I'm still impressed by him. I think that there's certainly game at 5-7, to seven, there's a lot of value in this man. Yeah, for sure. Definitely someone we're keeping an arm. Yeah, hopefully we'll stay on our watch list. But anyway, next game, Saints versus Man U. Not what anyone was expecting. <laughs> we all back Man United to win. Instagram back Man United to win. Over 90% of voters back Man United to win. And that's what happens, they draw. Big disappointment for a lot of people with Fernandez blanking and getting a yellow card as well. Uh, had one, one chance really, but that was about it. Uh, wasn't overly impressed by Man United as a team I can't lie I thought their defence was very sloppy Matic and Fred were a bit lethargic and Greenwood playing on the right didn't work Martial was pretty crap Sancho weren't good when he came on Pogba and Greenwood really the shining lights in, in that performance I would say yeah again didn't watch the game um, but yeah I was happy happy with a draw happy with Fernandes Blanc for my team um, and I mean fair play to Southampton I thought they, I thought United would hammer them, and they didn't. So, I mean, fair enough. I'm pleased. Them, um, definitely, a, definitely a, a team to keep an eye on. Southampton, their attack, I think, Adams and Armstrong. So we'll talk about them later, though. But yeah, typical United. It's the United of last season. They smash a team, and then they can't beat teams like Southampton. Probably the reason why they won't win the league, unless they make a big signing, which we might talk about later. But yeah. I mean, I think it's just sums United up there, that game. Yeah, in- inconsistent in the first two games is not a good sign for the rest of the season. But no. anyway, we'll move on to the next game. Wolves versus Spurs. Now, I back the draw here. Tom, you and Josh and Instagram all back Spurs. So you all gained on me there. Good win for Spurs, I'd say. Dele Ali Penn 1-0. I think Wolves away. I looked at that fixture at the start of the season and thought, oh, yes, that's a good fixture. It's not. <laughs> I don't think it is. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a comfortable win. Um, it, we got the pen and it, the whole game was all Wolves. It was all Wolves and then Ali got taken out. I mean, he made the most of it. It was a pen, but he, yeah, he made the most of it. He played for it, fair play to him. I thought Son was on pens, but he wasn't. Good good finish on Ali. And then, I mean, it was mainly Wolves the rest of the game. Traore can't finish, like I told you. Should have scored. Um, but I was there. Tottenham were... They're defensively solid. And if this was Mourinho, the game would have ended one all. But under Nuno, we're a lot better. Skipping Hoiberg and the, the, um, holding midfielder roles make a big difference. And then obviously Kane came on. And obviously the news of him staying as well. Good to see him come back on, get a yellow card. He had, he had a good chance as well. Good save from the keeper. But um, Bergwijn, Bergwijn looked really good for us. Um, I can see him picking up a few assists. But we need to see what happens while Kane comes back in. Um, Mora or Bergwijn will get dropped I think it'd be Mora but um, yeah, Tottenham are definitely a team to watch attackably and defensively and I'm sure we'll talk about them later Chris no spoilers but we will I think you summed that up pretty well Wolves I think Wolves although they haven't picked up any points or scored any goals 
They've been fairly impressive to start off yeah. the season. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a team I'm keeping an eye on. And I'll be talking about them later for my own team as well. Um, but yeah, I've been very... It's weird. Zero points. You think, oh, you'd be talking bad about Wolves, but they've been really good. And we do have to remember they've played Spurs and Leicester as well. And they've only conceded two. But yeah, they look a really good team to invest in. Yeah, for sure. Good. Okay. Now, we... I remember this has happened months before, Tom, but we are making history. This is the first time this season it's happened. It's also the second time ever that this has happened on FPL. Oh, Prince. right. Arsenal yeah. versus Chelsea. We all guessed the correct yeah. scoreline and Chelsea were backed on Instagram to win. So it just looks lovely on my sheet of paper. Tick, 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 tick. Absolutely beautiful. So everyone guessed 2-0 Chelsea. Um, that is really satisfying, Tom. Well done to all yeah. of you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was a it's, it was an easy prediction playing Arsenal. To be honest, um, sure we have we we'll have Alfie on next week, and then we can uh, talk to him about Arsenal. But um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just poor, aren't they? And Lukaku came in and scored. He did what we knew he'd do, and he bullied Pablo Mari. But yeah, I'm pleased we got them. Got it all right. Yeah, just a word on that game from me. I thought Mount was class. Havertz Mount linking up was nice. Lukaku, though, honestly, he's he's going to change that Chelsea team. He's making them, I would say, the strongest title challenges. I think I think this Chelsea's year to win it again with Lukaku. If he stays fit, he will be insane. He's getting the service from James, from Mount, from whoever it is. He's getting the service. That's all he needs. He's clinical. He he holds up play really well for them, which is something Chelsea didn't have last season. And he lets people like Mountain Havertz play off of him. And I think they're going to be an extreme force to, to hold back this season, Chelsea. I think I think we could be seeing a bloody lot of clean sheets as well. So I can see over 20 in the start of Chelsea. Already uh, two on the bounce. So honestly, if Chelsea get less than 15 clean sheets this season, I'll be stunned. They're, just, they're, they're superbly well structured. And I think they, they, they cruise past Arsenal. 2-0 was pretty nice on Arsenal, I have to say. Yeah, definitely a team to watch for FPL. Um, I, I don't think I don't think they'll win the league still, but I think they'll be I think they'll be right up there. Um, but yeah, definitely definitely a team to watch defensively and attacking wise. Um, and I think um, I think we'll be getting a lot of points out of them this season, Chris. Especially on, on that wild card, it'd be heavily Chelsea um, Chelsea based. Couldn't agree more. Definitely. All right. Well, that was the penultimate game, Tom. The ultimate game of the week was not exactly what we wanted for our team. Uh, our, our main differential in the midfield, Harvey Barnes, didn't do what we wanted him to, um, which is partly partly his fault. He didn't have his best game, but it was quite difficult when when one of your fellow teammates decides to go studs up on on a on a matey shim, which is never a good idea. Um, he might have been off balance, but I think it was very silly from Perish. Just put your foot to the side, mate. You don't plant your foot on someone's shin. He deserved the red card, but unfortunately, it wasn't what we wanted. Benrahma, of course, did get the goal and the assist, which is lovely. Making some history as well. Him and Antonio both getting a goal and an assist in the first two games of Premier League season. They're one of very few partnerships to do that. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know if I agree with you with the Perez red card. I think the ref had a great view of it and he didn't even blow for a foul. 
and you look at it and I mean it was bad but red card and I don't know it was it was silly but he was off balance and I mean it was on his ankle as well it wasn't like it was his knee but it was a stupid tackle but a bit harsh but yeah I mean I don't I don't have anything else to say on the game to be honest. Uh, no, we'll move on for another prediction. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably not a good idea. It wasn't your best day, West Ham Leicester? In terms of the predictions, Tommy went three two Leicester, went with two all. Josh went with two one Leicester, and Instagram good. backed the draw, so no one gained any points there. For some reason, we didn't back West Ham. Um, I'm surprised you didn't back West Ham. Well, yeah, I went with the two all, but I think the I think the red card made it had a huge huge impact on the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And it could have, it would have been a lot closer had it not been for the red card. Um, anyway, what does that do for our results, Tom? You got, in terms of the Instagram league, you got six. I got seven. Guess got six. Instagram got five. In terms mm. of, in terms of the non-Instagram league, the guest league, and our head-to-head, Tom, you got ten. The guest got ten, and I got thirteen. So that oh. means overall, in the Instagram league, Tom, you're lagging very slightly behind on eleven. Guess and Instagram on 12. I'm on 13. In the guest league, the guest is on 18. Tommy on 15, and I'm on 21. So we've it's already a little bit of a gap forming, but things can easily change uh, after this week. Um, yeah, yeah. Big scoring week all round for us there. That's good, impressive. Yeah, we've all done well there. Yeah, and so obviously for our head-to-head, Tom, you're on 15, and I'm on 21. Yep. That rounds up the the prediction game for game week two. We'll we'll go through our predictions for game week three at the end of this pod. Um, but for now, Tom, let's move on. Yep. Let's have a look at the uh, FPL Apprentice League. Um, <laughs> some big scores again, Chris. Bloody hell! Um, and you wouldn't believe who's won, who's got the highest score this week. You would not know, believe. It? It's Alfie Winter. <laughs> <laughs> We mugged him off earlier off pod without realising. He scored 102 points. <laughs> I oh, cannot dear. believe it. We mugged him off last week. He laughed at his team last week on the pod about how he messed it up and he made it worse. <laughs> he gets. <laughs> I honestly can't believe it. But fair play, Alfie. I mean, let's hope he has a good week this week so we can talk about it. But next week when we have him on, we'll definitely mention this week and you know, see how happy he is. But yeah, fair play to him. And top of the league. Is um Ripley's finest out MJ. I mean, he's having a crack of a start to the season. So fair play to MJ. He is very tough there. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I'm league is really this league's really intense. It's good. It'd be nice if we could get a, a couple of top ten K finishes in this league, but um, I wouldn't be surprised because I'd back it. A couple of people to finish in the top ten K the way it's starting. Yeah. Let's hope so. Oh, I think MJ's already in the top ten K because he is only a point behind him, and we've also got another man. I'll try and pronounce his name Argantha Rakasiwi Danwick. Thank you for joining yeah. the league, mate. He's also tied with Alfie in the lead, but um, yeah, but that's how it is. That's how it is. I'm, I'm currently sitting in ninth, uh, only 13 points off the lead, so I'm fairly content. I'm currently sitting at 115k in the world, so solid start to season for me. I, I'm looking to push up towards the top five after this game, Tom. Yeah, and I'm sitting at five million, but. I'm looking to push this game week as well. With my chances I'm making, I'm not too worried. I, I'm I'm in a stable position, if I can say that. I'll be making some ground this week, that's for sure. But yeah, no, 
this is going to be a very competitive league, league and let's just hope we're, we'll be battling it out. Um, and I think our team, Chris, will be uh, nearing the top this week, hopefully. Our, our FPL team. FPL. Yeah, I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling very confident. But yeah, we'll be we'll be um each week we'll be uh reading who's at the top um and reading who's got the best score and we we'll, yeah we'll just be keeping an eye on it and seeing if there's any big like triple captains or anything like that. Yeah, it's it's good to good to see and um, and yeah, I mean fair play and let's hope everyone keeps it up. Should be a good battle this season. Yeah. Okay. Well, Tom, I think we should move on. Um, to yeah. probably the watch list, I would say. All right. So if you can start yeah. us off, and we got, as I mentioned earlier, we've already got three players on the watch list. So I'll mention them again: Tanganga, Calvert Lewin, and Dennis. And so, Tom, if you can give us your first defender, so we're going to do one defender, one midfielder, one attacker, uh, and we're going to argue to who we think should deserves to to join Dennis Tanganga and Calvert Lewin on the watch list. Yep. Um, okay. My defender is Semedo. Now, obviously, we've been singing the praises of Wolves defensively. Um, now, he's only played one game um, because, obviously, he was injured game at one. But he looked good um, against United. I mean, he's playing wing-back systems in a the team that's defensively solid. <laughs> and you can't really say no to that. 4.9 mil as well. He's had a price drop. Minutes per expected goals conceded non-pen, 142. I mean, um, it's looking quite good. And and I do think he has an assist for it as well. We can see him getting eight, eight assists this season, maybe. Seven, eight. That's a good return if he does. Um, and I reckon he racks up bonus points as well because the, the amount of like passes he makes and runs and dribbles and stuff. Um, and I'm, I think we're keeping, we're keeping an eye on him. Um, and I do think that he has to be on the watch list because the, the uh, Wolves fixture swing. In game week, is it game week four? No, game week four is just ridiculous. Um, they got some ridiculous fixtures, and and like we said, we've been singing the praises of Wolves all, all pod. We we spoke about them last week as well. Um, and I mean, when you got a team with a new manager that looked defensively solid, they play five at the back. They're, they're but their fullbacks are attacking, so it's really free at the back. I I don't think you can say no. Four point nine mil as well. Let me just read you after the Tottenham game. They play Wolves. No, sorry. That's Watford. Semedo is from Wolves. They play Watford, Brentford, Saints and Newcastle. I mean, I don't think you can complain with that, to be honest. And he's perfect up to the to the, to the wild card. So, yeah, I think great price, great value for money. Um, and it's interesting you put him on there because I hated him last season. I mean, he's not really a player I like, but he's really caught my eye this um, this season. I like I like the pick. I think he's on the watches for a good reason. He's got a fixture swing in game week four. He would take us up to game week seven. Um, my man is another another five-ish million player, Kieran Tierney. Now I have watched this man. Unlike you, I don't think you've actually watched Tomato play Tom, and he's only played one game. I've watched. Tierney yeah, I have. Play. I have watched Tomato play. Watched him Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. So I I watched Tierney play and I thought against Brentford and he was one of the two shining lights in that performance. Uh, him and Smith Rowe getting forward into the box, shots in the box, lots of crosses into the box, and okay Chelsea, yeah he was he was getting forward, 
but Arsenal as a team were getting demolished. Um, and so Tierney against the big teams is a big no-no. But game four to game seven, he plays Norwich, Burnley and Brighton. Uh, three solid fixtures. And I think especially the Norwich game, could, we could be seeing double digit all from this fan. Um, he's going to get forward a lot. I think Norwich have really struggled at the start of this season. And I think the the win against West Brom, I know it was a reserve team for West Brom, but Arsenal hammered them and it's going to give them some confidence. They kept the clean sheet, they scored six goals. Uh, that's only going to carry through into the next game. I don't think Man City will walk over them as easily as they would have done. And I think going into the Norwich game, and the Burnley game, I think they're two great fixtures for Arsenal defensively. Um, their defensive stats aren't great, but then Chelsea demolished them. They're not going to be playing a Chelsea again. So I think t is also a very good option game for them. Uh, I look at the, the fixtures and I can only see one clean sheet there. I think it's only really Norwich, to be honest. Burnley and the, you saw how um, Arsenal struggled against Brentford and it was, it was sort of air, really. They couldn't clear it from the corner. The throwing came in, and Burnley are great attacking wise aerially, and Brian are great attacking wise um, aerially as well. Um, they'll bully Ben White. They'll bully the likes of Ben White, and Tottenham always score goals against Arsenal. So, and like you said, Arsenal got hammered by Chelsea as well, and he's a defensive player. And I can't see he's not. He's no Trent. He won't be picking up many. He'll pick up a few attacking returns, but not many. I can't see him picking up many clean sheets, to be honest. I don't know. I just, I just can't see it. Happening. And we don't really want him for one game week, do we? Norwich? No, I think game week four to seven is a good run for Tierney. And I think Arsenal started the season. Obviously, I think it was a poor performance against Brentford, but it completely knocked their confidence. They played poorly against Chelsea. I think their confidence should should come back uh, after the international break. And I think there'll be, there'll be a lot better game week four to seven. Yeah, but they they they've got a confidence boost, and then they're going to get back by C. Well, see, well that's why I want to put him on the watch list, Tom, because I think if we see another promising performance, or if we see improvements from Arsenal, then Tini is a very good option. But at the same time, I think Semedo's fixtures are better. There's a, literally a chance of four clean sheets in a row, and I think Arsenal it's probably against Spurs in game week six they will struggle to keep a clean sheet, uh, especially. But yeah, I think Semedo's probably got better fixtures. Playing as a wing-back, Tini as a full-back. Although Tini, I think, has got just as much, if not more, attack and threat than Semedo. You buy defenders for, for clean, cheap points. So I think Semedo probably just edges it. Yeah, no, you might be right. Tini's delivery is probably better, but you're not going to be getting many assists from Tini. And it, like you said, defender, the main points are clean sheets. So yeah, we'll put Semedo on. So, Semedo joins... Jafet Tanganga on the list. So that's I'm playing number four on the watch list. So if we move on to the midfielders now, Tom, I'll mm-hmm. start us off. I've chosen Rafinha because I've okay. Yeah, I've chosen Rafinha because he impressed me with his goal against Everton. I thought he scored a, a very nice goal, showed his kind of, you know, left foot edge of the box, curls it in the far corner, his typical Rafinha. Um I think Leeds scoring two goals. I think their confidence is coming back after the loss to, to Man United. I think that I think the next game at three to seven or game at five to seven, he's got nice fixtures, and I think he can really prosper. I think he needs to be closely looked at. Um, created a big chance, had a big chance, scored a goal. 
I was impressed by him. And I think we, we saw last season he was a very good player. And Bielsa slowly worked him into the team and he was a mainstay in that Leeds attack. So Rafinha is a man to watch for me. Yeah, I think he's a man to watch, but I also think he's a man to bring in this week. So I don't know if he's a man really you want to miss out on by putting him on the watch list because I feel like he's a player that could haul this week. But I do like him, I must admit. But I don't know. I don't know if he's a player for the watch list or a player you'd look at transferring in. in. I don't know yeah. what you think of that. Yeah, I mean, Burnley game looks very good. So we'll strongly, strongly consider that. And Tom, who's your midfield? Uh, it's actually Odegaard. Um, <laughs> I thought, yeah, now I've gone with an Arsenal player. Now, um, 5.5 mil. He looked good against West Brom. I still cannot get over the fact he's 5.5 mil. No, I know, exactly. I mean, throw and he's... It, I mean, it begins just to hear what Alfie says, but I, we think he'll come in and play where Smith Rowe's playing. Norwich, Burnley, Spurs and Brighton. Now, I did. I said defensively they won't be very good, but apart from the Spurs game, I think attackively Norwich and Burnley are good games. I'm not as sure on Brighton. Um, and he's a good player just to free up some money. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, he's someone to watch, isn't he? And that's the point of the watches, really. I, I'm not. I'm not convinced on him at the moment, but at that price, um, if Arsenal did get some form, um, and if he does take the number ten shirt, well, he won't take the number ten shirt, but if he takes the number ten role, um, I think he's not a bad shot. Yeah, I think he he put in a good performance against West Brom. Created a lovely a chance for Saka, who stuck it away in the corner. And I think with the, with Norwich and Burnley, they are two prime fixtures for for goals. So. I think I think um yeah, what Odegaard's more of a man to watch than Rafinha, I'd say. I think it's just stick on Odegaard. Alright. Put my biases aside for one uh one Yeah. Well done, Tom. Well yeah. done. All right, um, I'll kick us I'll kick us in with the striker. Okay. Lukaku. Now he comes in and he bullies Arsenal like we knew he would. Um expected goals of one point four four. He had seven attempts in the box and two big chances. And this is in one game. And we just know what he's going to do. And I know, I know his fixtures aren't great. I mean, again, we won't be getting him in this week because he's full of watch this. Um, Liverpool, and then it's Villa, Tottenham, City, Southampton. So again, not great fixtures, but it's Lukaku. And when it's a player like him, it's like the likes of Kane, Salah. You know they can haul in any game. Um, and we, I mean, I didn't watch the game, but I think you did and you saw he was quite good. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you think of him. I haven't really got much else to say about him, to be honest. Lukaku was insane in that game. It was like you said, he bullied Mary. Um, the problem I have with that, Tom, is that we knew he was insane. He then was insane. There's not much else to to see. We know he's insane. Yeah. No, yeah. he's going to score. We know he's going to score goals. You know, he's going to be. A, he's going to be really good. I mean, not owning him because of the fixtures isn't my m- most. You know, he isn't my biggest concern. Uh, but when those fixtures swing, he is. He, I was saying now, he, he looks. It looks like he is the man from game week seven onwards. He will be as as close to essential as you get in FPL. I think he'll be absolutely insane. Uh, and I did say, I think on the pod last week, I can see him getting over thirty goals this season. So I completely agree with you, Tom. Lukaku's insane, but I don't think he's he needs to be on the watch list. We we already know his quality. Uh, and I think 
I feel like my player is is a better. It fits the the role of a watch list slightly better. His name is Raul Jimenez. Now he's got Man U at home this week, and he's got he's had some fairly decent stats. I mean, eight shots. Um, I think eight shots in the box as well. Um, you know, that's a bloody lot in two games. He's had the combined expected goals and assists of over one, or slightly under one, actually. I should say. Yeah. He's <laughs> He's, he's playing in a team, a Wolves team, that I think as soon as that first goal goes in, they're going to be a different animal. They're going to they're going to fill with confidence. They've had chances the first two game weeks, but that attack, as soon as it gets one goal, is going to start scoring more goals. Man United at home, will they get a goal? Very possibly. Watford, Brentford, Southampton and Newcastle game at four to seven is a very nice run. And I, I used to love Jimenez a couple of seasons ago. He was brilliant. He's just consistently getting seven, eight, nine points. And he's reliable. And I think if, if a goal goes in, he's going to be reliable again from game four to seven. So I think he fits the bill of a watch this player more, Tom, which is why I've chosen him over Lukaku. Yeah, I'll put him in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with him. Good shout. Not much else to say on him, but I do want to watch him before we get him in. And that's why he's in the watch list. Yeah. So I like that pick a lot. I like that pick a lot. Okay. So that means we ha- we now have Six players on the watch list, Tom. Can you read them out? Yep. Tanganga, Samedo, Rafinha, no, sorry, Odegaard, Calvert-Lewin, Dennis and Jimenez. So, I think for, for next week, a lot of the fixture swings start to happen. And that's the time where this watch list is, we're really going to use this watch list to, to help make our decisions because Calvert-Lewin, Dennis, Jimenez, Odegaard, all their fixtures are swinging game at four. So we'll use that. We we'll use the stats that we've looked at um, to, to make our decisions on the watch list and it will help to inform us and make a a, a well-informed, you know, good decision come game at four. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think the watch is in a good place. Um, but I think, yeah, I enjoyed doing that again, Tom, as usual, a nice addition to the pod. I think uh, nice to debate a little bit. And give our sides, give our you know sides of the argument. So, yeah, yeah good stuff for sure. Um, can we talk about Ronaldo now? <laughs> we can talk. We can talk about Ronaldo. Have you got any more news since we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So City have like just saying they're not involved now. Um, so it's not going to go for him. Basically, I, I think um, it looks like he's going to United. <laughs> I mean, it's not confirmed, but I'd say it's probably 90% certain that he's going because he's not staying at Juventus. The only other place he go to is PSG. He said he's not going to PSG. United are happy to offer him. It's his old club. So Alex Ferguson loves him. I think he's going there by the looks of it. And that really um, makes FPL interesting, doesn't it? It does. And I think it... I mean, you think Lukaku, Kane and Ronaldo up front are all going to be at least... 11.5 mil it's going to be insane and it it really does I think actually before I go on Tom is there anything else you want to add up Ronaldo because I want to link it to something else FPL related um, well apparently I've just seen that um, Man United are planning a medical this is two minutes ago Man United are planning a medical for Ronaldo and apparently Ronaldo rejected City so that's why City took away their thing but um, one thing I want to quickly say is I do think, though, if he does go to United, I think that there's chances United c- could win the league. 
and I think it makes Fernandes a worse option. And I think when I think it makes Ronaldo nearly essential. Maybe not. Well, it doesn't really matter if they only have a bad run of fixtures, but I think he's. I think he's very not. I don't like using the word essential, but but could be a good captain option multiple times. It'll be hard be not to own. Let's say. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think he fits. He will play up front for Man U in that four-two-three-one system, and they've been missing that striker man. You know, Cavani tried to do it last year, did it fairly well. Martial wasn't great against the Saints. Ronaldo, by far the best option there. He's going to play up front at Man United. He's not going to be as much of a rotation concern as it would be if he went to City as well. So he's it will spice up FPL a lot. Um, it's going to be really interesting. I think we'll talk about the effect on. Fernandez and other Man United players. I mean, you look at likes of Luke Shaw. He loves Ronaldo. Loves header. Um, I think the, we will talk about the effects of Ronaldo coming to Man United on on the other Man United players in next week's pod. Um, but for now, yeah. uh, I just want to mention something related to FPL. Now, with Ronaldo coming in, that increases the list of premiums in FPL to probably an all-time high. We know Aguero this year, but we got Kane. Lukaku up front. You got Vardy as well. Everyone forgets about Vardy. Really, Son, Salah, Fernandez. Well, apart from you, Tom, Fernandez, <laughs> Royner. I mean, even Sterling's eleven mil. There's a bloody lot of premiums, and I think it just calls for. I think it makes your your transfers even more important. I think it makes yeah. You need to focus your transfers on these premiums because that's where the biggest points are coming. Uh, and that calls for having a strong goalkeeper that you can just rely on. Don't have to think about transfer amount. You don't want a rotation risk goalkeeper. You don't want a, like McCarthy, for example. You just want a solid defence who's going to be there all season. Be fine for you. You also want a strong defence so you don't have to change very much. Uh, because if you're spending transfers on four mil, four point five mil defenders instead of using that to switch Salah to Ronaldo, then you're probably making the wrong decision because the points gain there is is you know, in com- compared to switching a premium, you're not going to gain many points at all. Um, so it calls for picking those reliable assets, I think, that more than ever, focusing your transfers on the premiums and picking players that you know are going to play week in, week out, 90 minutes in defence and midfield, even up front as well. You just want these reliable players so that you can have them, you can have the transfers free to spread around, to, to switch around the premiums. I think it's, it's going to be super exciting. It's going to test us all a lot. But the people who are most proactive uh, and who focus their transfers more on these premiums are going to be the ones who have the biggest success this year, I think. Yeah. I think team value is going to be really important this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, early transfers, I think, will be important, especially international breaks and things like that. You've got to get on price rises. Um, so I'm going to make sure I keep an eye on more because I haven't these first two game weeks really. I mean, I've watched them, but it hasn't made me make an early transfer. But I'm going to make sure I do that because, like you said, you're going to be wanting to switch your money between premiums and you're going to want to make sure you have the money for them. And so, yeah, I think on the wild card, you want to build a, a strong defence. You want a, a, a four mil playing defender. You want maybe, I'd probably say two four mil defenders, maybe, but. Uh, maybe a 4.5 mil, you want a premium defender and then maybe two fives, a 5.5. You want a, a defence that, like you said, you're not going to have to change. It's a strong, stable defence and you've got coverage so you can rotate and you don't need to make a transfer. But yeah, it's going to be, this year is going to be good because it's going to test your 
ability to not be stubborn, be able to move from players and your ability to be able to get on the player at the right time and take risks. And I feel me and you were quite good at that. I feel like we take risks quite a bit. I mean, I did definitely did last year, so I, I'm, it should suit us, I think, this year, hopefully. But it's going to be hard. Um, and there'll be some big calls to make, for sure. But it's exciting. I can't wait. I can't, I, I can't wait to watch Ronaldo because, I mean, when he was at United, we were quite young, what, four or five years old. So we didn't really get to watch him. It would be great to watch him week in, week out. But yeah, it's exciting season, Chris. Yeah, and of course, switching premiums can back far, but you've got to take the risks. If you're going to do well in FPL, if you're going to do really, yeah. really well, you need to take risks and they need to pay off. So, yeah, nicely put from both of us, I think, that For now, sure. for now, we'll move on to the differential, though, Tom. I'm going to start us off because I'm feeling fairly confident with this man. He's the he's the B-Tech and the Inks. It's Adam Armstrong playing for Southampton. Him and uh, Adam's linking up quite nicely, I think, at the moment. They're going away to Newcastle, and Newcastle, you know, conceded two against Villa in game week one. Uh, they, what did they do in game week one? They lost four two to West Ham. So defensively, aren't great. I think Armstrong scored in game week one. He's going to be pretty good this week. Three point three percent owned. Not too much to say about it. I think he's going to score. Yeah, no, I like it. Fair enough. Um, the thing, the thing is. Is there is there much chance of him getting a massive haul, double digit haul? Is he a one goal player, or is he a? I don't think I think he's a one goal player. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are of that. I think against Man United, he had a great chance at a back stick, and he. I don't know how he didn't head it in. He was like two yards out. Against Everton, I don't think he got many chances. He, he doesn't seem to get too many chances, but he's just played Everton and Man U. I mean. And I think Saints are going to get more chances against Newcastle. If he's going to he's going to haul, it's going to be in a game like Newcastle away, which is what I've chosen. All right. And just checking, uh, can you say his first name just to make sure we've got the right one written down? I believe it's Adam, but I can double check for you, Tom. Don't want you, I don't, I don't want to, uh, you um, saying two Armstrongs and then no, getting the wrong not, one. It's not the midfielder. <laughs> it's, midfielder. it's just yeah, that's, It's fine. I forgot him down. Don't worry. All right. My differential, though, so I did have Kane as my differential and I changed it. So I like I like putting two differentials there forward. Um, I've gone with Ricardo Pereira. Now, he's someone I've heavily looked at bringing in this week because I've really wanted him um, because I'm so confident about him. Um, but I can't. Well, I could get him in, but I can't because of what I want to do. So I can't get him in in my team. But I'm, I'm really confident. I can see a 15, 15 pointer here for him. He could be playing at right wing, but even if he doesn't, if he plays at right back, I can assist a clean sheet, a goal maybe. I think the floodgates are open against Norwich. Um, so yeah, 5.6% own. I'm really confident with him. I like it. It's, it's quite a, I don't think many people would expect you and the first defender as well that we've had on, on the yeah. French position. So I like that. It's quite an out there pick. I don't think many people would even have considered him I think in terms of bringing him into your team, Tom, apart from game week four, Man City at home, clean sheet potential for each game up until you probably won a wild card. So I like the idea. He obviously got in the box, had a good chance against West Ham, and he just fluffed his Slipped. lines completely. Got the yeah. assist for Vardy in game week one. He's shown attacking potential. And we know we know in the past he was priced at six mil last year for a reason because he was sick the year before that. I mean, he scored a great goal, I remember, against Newcastle when Leicester mm. was them, I think. 
he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna score assist within the next four or five game weeks. Uh, and I think Norwich away is a great chance to do that. So I like the pick. Yeah. Um, you're eleven ten up on the point score because Torrey's got his clean sheet point. It's it's tight. It's nice and tight. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, for now, no Tom. It's a differential, Tom. I think we can move on to our game three preview. Mm. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. I was just so excited. Couldn't control my cough. Um, yeah. Do you want to run through it, Chris? Yes. So, as I mentioned earlier with the chat with talking about Ronaldo, you want a strong defence uh, and a strong, reliable midfield. You know, the cheaper players, you want the strong, reliable, cheap players in midfield and defence because uh, you don't want to change them. You don't want to spend four points switching them. You want to focus it on the big boys. And that is exactly what me and Tom have decided to do this week. We've decided to switch out one of the big boys and bring in one of the other big boys. We're upside chasing, for sure. We're doing this because, not just because the, the premium that we're switching to, we think will outscore the premium that we're ditching, but also the, pre, the, the, the lower-priced asset that we're using to facilitate the, the move. Also, we think he will outscore the other lower pr- priced asset that we just got rid of. It will all make sense in a minute when I explain the transfers. So what me and Tom have decided to do is get rid of either Bruno or Salah. Um, and we dropped them down to Rafinha because we feel like, okay, I did make a mistake earlier in the pod. I still have Rafinha on my watch list because when I chose my watch list, we hadn't decided our transfers. But okay, I shouldn't, he shouldn't have been on the watch list. It's a mistake from me. Uh, but yeah. anyway, he's, he's come in. Um, and he's got a great fixture. He's got a great fixture, but anyway, I think he's going to really... I think I can see a 12-point or something like that in this fixture, so feeling very confident for Rafinha. Um, so, I suppose it beans. It was Salah's gone. Salah, Salah has left the team. Now, Salah's left the team partly because we needed him to, because Bruno wasn't expensive enough to facilitate this move, but <laughs> Rafinha's come in for Salah. We feel like Chelsea at home is not a good fixture at all. Chelsea's defence is insane right now. Um, their expected goals conceded per 90 is like 0.5 or something ridiculous. Um, they're just, they're, well, it's probably even less than that. I mean, it's honestly incredible. So Salah's going to really struggle uh, to get to get a goal. Um, and also, we wouldn't have captained him. Who would we have captained if we didn't have, if we still had Salah? Probably Fernandez. I'd imagine, or Son, no, Son, probably. Probably Son. Uh, we got rid of Salah because even leads away, I think the player, the premium that we're bringing him, we think we'll outscore him over the next two weeks. Um, and that man is Harry Kane. Uh, Harry Kane has, has made his way into the team for Ivan Tony. And we both mentioned that we didn't really like the look of Tony so much. And which is what, what I was saying earlier about the, the, the cheaper player who facilitates the move we don't feel is going to do very well and that was Ivan Tony. Um, and we feel like Rafinha's at the same price is going to easily outscore Tony from now until game eight seven. Rafinha is one of those players I feel like is cheap, pretty cheap. He's reliable, plays 90 minutes every week, plays in a good team. He's going to get you goals and assists over the season. I think he's the perfect kind of player um, this season uh, with all the premiums. And I think he, he's just nice price point. He's just a brilliant move for us. And 
we feel like he's going to comfortably outscore Tony. Um, and over the next two weeks, we also feel like Kane's going to outscore Salah. Uh, Watford home, it's a perfect fixture for him. Um, I mean, he got 20 minutes against Wolves, 78 in the Conference League, the the Europa Conference League. Got a couple goals as well. His confidence is coming back. I, I feel confident. I like the quote he said. Um, it, it gave me a good feeling when he said that when he saw the fans, he kind of he like remembered how it felt or something, something along those lines. And I, yeah. I get the feeling that he he now feels more dedicated to the team, and I just feel like that's gonna that's gonna translate into goals for Harry Kane. And Watford at home is one of the best fixtures for any team this season, like probably along with Norwich at home. So it's the perfect fixture to bring him under eight percent owned. Great price. He's already taken two price shops. I think he will be seeing a couple price increases after the Watford game. Uh, I think we're hopping on him at the right time. He's got his couple hard games is Chelsea and Arsenal, but London derbies is Harry Kane's forte, you know. So Harry Kane's coming with Rafinha for Salah and Tony. And Harry Kane is also going to be without too much dispute. We've decided to put the armband on Harry Kane because uh, the fixture is just ideal and we really think that he's going to. He's gonna he's gonna set the game alight. I think home to Watford. So they're the decisions we made. So how are you feeling about? Them? Yeah, no, good decisions. I think. Um, excited. I'll read out the team for people listening. Um, Sanchez in goal, Shaw, Trent, Island, the midfield: Barnes, Ben Rama, Fernandez, Rafinha, Son, Kane, Captain, and Wilson. Uh, the only player I can see blanking is Fernandez in that midfield on the top. I thought that's a really good team. It looks so much better on paper. Um, and, yeah, I don't think it'll backfire. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're attacking We're attacking the, the season. So, I love it. Great. I think it's great moves. Let's just hope that Leeds can uh, do a job at Burnley. I think they will. I feel confident. I think the moves he made, if you just look this week, the chances we made for free, technically. Rafinha versus Tony, I feel a heck of a lot more confident with Rafinha. Yeah. Versus Salah, again, really a lot more confident with Kane. So it feels good this week. And as I mentioned, Rafinha is one of those players that we're not going to have to worry about until game week seven. And Wilson, we're looking at keeping Wilson early. We mentioned Wilson, Tom. He's got decent fixtures up until when we want a wild card. So we're looking at just keeping him, obviously. Someone like a Jimenez or a Dennis, if we need the money, um, could be an option, possibly. Um, yeah, I think Wilson Wilson's reliable. He should be. I think he'll be reliable over the next few weeks. So we're keeping hold of him. I think the fixture against the Saints is quite promising, actually. Um, him and Armstrong, I think, will both be bagging a goal or two. Um, just the whole team builds me with quite a lot of confidence. I can't lie. I, I feel like we've. We've got a very, very strong team this week. To have two Spurs players against Watford feels very promising. And I'm I'm looking at looking at a seventy pointer here, Tom. Seventy eight pointer. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. Um hopefully it'll be a big Sunday for us. A lot of yeah. we've got our two premiums playing well, three premiums already playing, Captain and our premium defender. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited, Chris. I think they're they're good moves to make. Um, do you want to talk about your own team? Yeah, well, my team, I made a transfer last week, Jota out, Greenwood in, partly because of some early team news, which backfired a little bit. Um, yep. <laughs> I got punished. 
but Greenwood did outscore Jota. I was slightly fortunate with that. I don't think Man United played very well, so for Greenwood to get ten points was quite lucky, I think. But I'm happy to own Greenwood for the next for the next game against Wolves, and I think if he plays against Newcastle, there's potential for double digits again there. I was pleased with that decision. This week, I haven't got two free transfers. Um, obviously, the downside of making the transfer last week. My team, though, is is lining up fairly strongly. Um, I've got Shaw, I've got Sanchez, I've got Trent. I've got Bertrand, who I'm hoping plays away at Norwich. A bit like your Pereira pick, Tom. I think there could be um chance for attacking potential if he starts now. Barnes as well. Yeah, I'm going to keep Barnes, I think, this week because Norwich away is just... It's too hard a fixture to ignore. They've really struggled at the start of this season. Ben Rama and Antonio, well, there's not really much to say about them. Is there? Everyone knows how well they're performing. Fernandez, I think we could see a Fernandez uh, pen or something like that this week. I can't lie. It'll be quite typical of Fernandez. Um, and other than that, I've got Salah. And I've got... Jeez, Tom, I can't even remember my own bloody team. He's my uh... But Salah, Chelsea, I... Um, Antonio. He... No. Give me one sec and I'll remember Ings. So the, the point of contention for me up front is Danny Ings. Because I really don't feel confident Brentford at home. As I mentioned earlier, XG has been very poor. Two goals from two shots. It's unsustainable. I think Brentford's defence has been quite solid. So I'm looking at the switch to Bamford. I've got no money in the bank, so I can't go to Calvert-Lewin. But I think Bamford, because I probably can't get Rafinha, Bamford looks like the man. Uh, I think I, I was even considering captain him earlier. Uh, he he got he was he contributed to sixty one percent of leads away goals last year, Tom, um, which is oh. partly in my thinking. And I, I like the fixture for for Leeds. I think they'll win this game two or three nil. Uh, and I can't get Rafinha really, so I think Bam is a good option for me. So I'm probably looking to go in uh, Ings to Bamford and just the captaincy will be on Antonio or Bamford for me. I think. And yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's 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 what my team's looking like. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Hopefully, it's Bamford's time to shine. I think Leeds have got good fixtures. Nice differential there. Um, my team. Now, it's funny because I start. I start off went into the season with a plan, with a long term, well, with a short term plan. Um, now I had a plan for this week. Um and. I didn't think I'd be able to stick to my plan, but I can stick to my plan. So I have two free transfers. I'll be making three transfers. So I'll be making a minus four. Now, um, my plan it was always to bring in Kane in game week three if he was still at Spurs. Because I looked at the Watford fixture and I was like, all right, it's a good, good fixture to attack. Um, so since seeing him come on against Wolves, I was like, all right, I can do the Kane move. And then he tweeted about um, staying. He's staying. And that was like a hundred percent, ninety-nine percent sure I'd do the move. And then last night's performance star hundred percent. So I've got Tony to Kane. Yeah, Tony to Kane. Um, obviously, I need some money for that. But first of all, before I say that, um, obviously I'm bringing in Kane, and we're bringing him on my the FPL one as well. Now. The Kane influence was like the Kane bringing in on FPL one wasn't influenced from me at all. You lies in, so not just because I'm bringing on my team, we brought him in on yours. You were the one that was pushing for the for the decision. Yeah, so there's no there's no biasy or influence or like just because I'm doing it, we're bringing it in on that one as well. They so just wanted to say that first. Um, 
But yeah, so Kane's in for Tony. Now I needed to lose some money. Um, so it was between Mane or Salah. Now this international news keeps floating around, but I think Salah will be fine for Leeds. So I've dropped Mane down. Now I didn't do this earlier in the week, which is annoying, which means I have to make a third transfer. I've ended up getting Ben Rama in because I've just given up. Um, he looks too good to ignore. Um, I don't think they, uh, they'll get Lingard. And even if they do, I agree with you now, I think they, there's no way they can drop Ben Rama. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've, gone, I've got Ben Rama in. Got him in the other night. So, he's, I've got a one price rise off him, but he price rise um, Monday night. So, I should have really made the move then, but I wasn't certain on it. Now, I need some... <laughs> I'm 0.1 off making that move. So, I have to make another transfer. Now, I look at my team. I don't want to sell Barnes this week. I don't want to sell Wilson. I'm not selling Salah. I'm not selling Son. And I'm not selling Harrison because it's Burnley. And also, there's not really anywhere I can go with Harrison. So, I come to the defence. Uh, Amati's fine. He's staying. Liv Morento's staying. I can't gain any money from them. Eileen... Leeds fixtures are so good. Um, there's no way I can drop him. Trent is Trent. He's not going. So it's Shaw, the man I've hated all along. Now I'm going to um, sell Shaw. My first thoughts were Regulon. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not going to get Regulon. I've decided to jump on early on Tomato, Chris. I don't know what your, your thoughts are on that. Tomato went. I'll bench him this week. So I'll start on Arty, but I've jumped in early on Tomato. What are your thoughts? Right. So I quite like it. I think you've, you've chosen the right place to to downgrade there. I don't think you should have, because you don't have Simicaster drop to a four mil defender. You know, you've already got the two four mils. So I definitely wouldn't drop Trent and Ailing. He's one of those reliable players. There's not really a point in getting rid of him. And you drop him to a 4.4. That doesn't seem smart to me. Trent, keep him, obviously. And then comes to Luke Shaw. I think it's a bit of a risk because the next two games has good clean sheet potential. And obviously, yeah. extremely high owned. So that, this could backfire. And I think you're you're fully aware of that. Uh, but you said from the start you didn't really like the idea of Shaw. Uh, and you kind of against your will put him in the team um, because I think maybe possibly slightly outside influence of ownership and what I was saying about him um, and other people. Uh, you stuck him in and now you're taking him out. I think, I mean, if Ronaldo comes, I think this man Luke Shaw is going to be uh, gaining a few more assists. Let's put it that way. Um, so it's a risk. It's a risk. The next two game weeks going without him. It's a bit of a risk, but I think Amati, clean sheet potential, Norwich away compared to Shaw, Wolves away, pretty much the same. Um, I think you need to make this move. I would say you need to ride your luck a bit here and getting rid of money and going to Kane, I think is the right, the right way to do it. Um, and if someone's got to make way for it, I think you've got to make the sacrifice. And I think Semedo's got the... Semedo will probably keep more clean sheets or just as many as Shaw. Maybe, maybe one or two less assists, but I don't think you're going to lose too many points there especially not compared to how many points you'll gain with, with, with Kane. So I think, especially if you're going to look at captaining Kane or Son, then I think the moves were smart. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, a, I'm a aware of the risk. Um, but I, I want Kane, and I've always wanted him, and the armband's on him. So, yep, it has to be done. Let's just hope, well, Ronaldo can't play this weekend anyway, so it'd only really be a Newcastle one that'd worry me, for sure. Um, and I'll just have to take the, the points here, and hopefully Samedo can just gain back the points. But I know big moves in our in our teams, um, in all our teams really. Differential, like Bamford comes in as well. 
but it's an exciting week for us, Chris. Yep. Yeah, it is. It's fair. I think our team is probably one of the strongest lineups that you're going to see around, yeah. to be honest. I really don't yeah. see, think you'll see much better. Obviously, we're missing Antonio, but I think we could see a blank from him, as I mentioned earlier. So, yeah, being confident for this week. And that's, that's our game three preview done, Tom. So, we're sitting at 800k. We want to at least break into the top 200, top 500k this week. I think that'll be a yeah. solid gimmick. Um, that's the plan. Uh, one thing to mention, actually, we are about 20 points behind my own team, and that is 700k places. So, you know, a good captain C from Kane, and, you know, all of a sudden we are looking at top 250k. So we'll see how it goes, but I'm feeling confident. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's move on to the predictions. Yes, yeah, so gosh, just get straight into it. First game, Man City versus Arsenal. Tom. Um, yeah, so also, Chris, I've um, with the guest predictions, I think I've got them off MJ, but we he's just going to send them to me later, so we, you can just keep them and we'll read them out next week. Um, yep. There are no guests at the moment, but I'm going to go 3 0 City. Yeah. City at home, confident. I think I think Man City will win this one as well. Fairly comfortably. I think Arsenal will play a bit better than they would have done had they not smashed West Brom. Uh, so I've gone with 2-0 to Man City. Yeah, okay. Instagram? Oh, Instagram. You want to hear Instagram is pretty pretty standard Man City to win, um, as you'd expect, really. Nothing too surprising, backed by about 80% of the voters. So I expect yeah. the people that voted Arsenal were probably Arsenal fans or they were taking the piss as well. So anyway. <laughs> Aston Villa versus Brentford. One nil Villa. Ooh. See, I've actually backed Brentford to win this one nil. I think it'll be a low scoring game like you. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's just gonna come down to those fine margins, maybe an offside or just a good finish from somewhere. It's gonna decide this game. Yeah, for sure. I will oh you know, I'll go first for this this prediction time. Brighton Everton. I've gone with one one because I think that Brighton's defence is solid and I think Everton's attacks on form so they'll they'll probably just counter each other out and get maybe one goal with each something like that I'll go with 1-0 Everton alright Calvert-Lewin goal probably that's a bit of variation already for from both of us Tom yeah love to see it Chris Newcastle versus the Saints I will again go first on this one I've backed I initially backed Southampton to win this one, but then I've decided to go against them back Wilson to score. Uh, so I've gone with 2-1 to Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've gone as well. 2-1 Newcastle. All right. I'll let you go first on this one, Tom. I'm expecting about 7-0 Manchester. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go 3-0 Leicester. I'm not sure how confident I am anymore. I was confident before the West Ham game, but I still think Leicester I'm with them to 3 0. Yeah, I've also gone with 3 0. I think Leicester will bounce back. They they weren't amazing in, before the red card, but they're good at, they were good enough in, from what I saw before the red card to smash Norwich. So 3 0 for me as well. Instagram yeah. again heavily backed Leicester. I, just, I didn't mention Instagram in the other games. Aston Villa were backed against Brentford. Everton would ever so slightly backed against Brian. And Saints was 
again, really close, but they, they were back to beat Newcastle. So that's how we're looking well. right now. Uh, next game. Apps, I mean, I'll just let you know right now, Tom. 90% back West Ham on Instagram <laughs> to beat Crystal Palace. I've also backed West Ham. I've gone with the, the 2-1. But I don't think there'll be as many goals in this one. I don't think Palace will be as much of a walkover as most people are expecting. Yeah, no, no. I'm going 2-0 West Ham as well. Yeah, no, I think Palace, Palace will be a so- solid team, but I think West Ham have just got the edge over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't see another three or four goals. Maybe three, but four, no. Um, Antonio, I think if he if if he only gets one goal, that that's fine for our team, to be honest. If, if he hauls big, then we, we would have... Yeah, that's not good for us at all. But anyway. Next game, Liverpool versus Chelsea, Tom, that I... We'll say my prediction second. What are you going for? I don't know. I, I'm going to go 2-1 Liverpool. Yeah. I'm not really sure why. I'm just... Con- Liverpool at home, I think they're going to have to attack the game. Chelsea will try and attack the game. I think Liverpool's attacked better than Chelsea's modern. Wow. Wow. Well, I've gone with 0-0. I think teams will cancel each other out. Both defences are pretty solid. Um, Allison on form and Van Dyke playing well. I think Chelsea will struggle to score, but the same goes for Liverpool's attack. Um, Liverpool were actually backed fairly comfortably on oh, Instagram. Wow. Fairly comfortably. They're backed by a majority to win, which surprised me, but I thought it'd be really close on this one. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. I, I can't see a nil nil at all. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, Burnley versus Leeds. I'm going to go 2-0 Leeds. Yeah, I've gone with 3-0. I think they'll win this pretty comfortably. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not convinced, but I'm, I'm going to back the team. I'm not convinced that they'll win this comfortably. I'm not convinced at Leeds at all this season at the moment. But it's Leeds. So, and, and they... You know what they you know what they like last season. They could easily go and win this five 0 but they won't. But they could. I could see a Burnley goal. Just just pin it out there. But I'm going to now. <laughs> All right, Spurs versus what would I've backed Spurs to win three one here. I think they're probably three one. Yeah. The one. You think what would the score against? I think Dennis oh. will back. Nah. Have you watched Tottenham this season? Yeah, and they can. Well, I haven't actually, but they conceded a lot of chances to. No, I did against C. They conceded a lot of chances for twenty minutes, and against the Wolves, I feel like they conceded quite a lot as well. But like you said about Liverpool, Allison's on form, Lloris is on form, and he's one of the best keepers in the world when he's on form. He's won a uh, a, a World Cup captain side to a World Cup victory. No, he's not I as think... commanding as Allison. I think. I think Watford will score. Four nil Spurs. Yeah, if you're bringing in Kane and captain him, you've got a back Spurs to score a few. I was actually no, no. Can I change that? I want to go two nil Spurs. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Because that was what I thought to start with. I just lost my head just now, and that <laughs> was what I wrote down two nil. As long as Kane gets a two goal involvement. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I think. Still, like thirteen pointer from Kane and. Um, Two assists for Son. It'd be nice. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. The combination linking up as they always do. 
Yeah. Wolves versus Man United. I'll, I'll finish us off here. Um, so, Tom, what are you going to go for? It's funny. I've been pondering this one all week. I thought about the prediction game. Looked at this one and I was like, mm. Wolves have been so good. I, I'm not... I, I'm going to back... I try, can Wolves score though? That's the, that's the question. I'm going to back 1-1. Wolves look so good. I, I think they'll get the point that they've deserved in the last two games. Yes. They deserve the point. They deserve to win the last two, really. They just can't finish. I think this time, I think Traore. Traore will score. <laughs> Finally going to score. And then he, everyone's going to hide from him and then he will just miss. Another game. Yeah, one all. That really won't be good for, for Man U getting, you know, drawing two against two teams that you really want to be at least getting yeah. four points from. They need to win this game, I'd say. So, I've gone with 2-0. Bruno and Greenwood, hopefully. Oh, yeah. A bit of bias there, Mason Greenwood. But no, I, I could see. I think Manu will win this one. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not too sure. But I can see that. No, Ronaldo won't be playing though, Chris. Guess that. Change yep. your mind. Yep. All right. Well, that's prediction game rounded off, Tom. Um, yeah. We've, we've contradicted ourselves a lot there. So it's going to be, there's going to be some big score and like changes, I think. Because I think we've nearly gone different in. Probably about seven out of ten of them, I think. Um, maybe not that much. Sure. I think it's going to be, be excited to hear them. I, mean, I don't know what. It'll be interesting to see what MJ goes as well. Um, when I send them to you. But yeah, I know. It's been a, been a good podcast. With, and we've made some big changes to our team. So it's going to be a exciting slash upsetting slash hopefully happy weekend for us. I think it's going to be an absolute brilliant. I, I reckon we'll get top 100k game at Grant. Only top 100k. What? Yeah. 10k. Going right. Top 1k. Yeah. I mean, Chris, our team is set. Our team is set up so nicely. There's a massive all for that. I mean, we got Kane, Kane's, Kane and Wilson as our different differential, and Barnes as well. I mean, Son's nearly a differential as well. Ben Rahm is not. Who's our other? For now, yeah. I really think this is a week for us to gain rank, put us in a good position, and then hopefully we can just keep chugging along. Another thing I want to say, Tom, is you know when you you log on to FPL and you you go on the Premier League app or you go on the FPL website and then you see highest points and you click on it and the guy's always made 50 transfers and he's he's paid his bench boost or his triple captain. I I did notice, actually, that the person that wins the game week overall is the person that doesn't play any chips. Yeah, they've changed it, yeah. I think our team is up there with a chance of winning. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. I'm pleased that they've done. They've they've changed the rules. They they keep banning accounts. So it's good. They they they're sorting this out. They're getting better. Like they're updating stuff quickly as well. But yeah, no, no. I t- imagine it might grow our pod as well. FPL apprentice, everyone will be searching us up. <laughs> <laughs> Just a shame Spurs aren't playing on a Friday night because we could be top of uh, top of the charts. Man. Well, yeah, good point. But yeah, no, should be a rat. We should gain a lot of points. I mean, if Watford somehow win one nil, then we might not be as happy next week. But I can't see that happening. Let's just hope not. Uh, I think um, Spurs will bring in the dub. Yeah. So international break next week. We will have two pods in two weeks. So we'll have next week with Alfie at some point. Will be more of a football talk. We'll talk Ronaldo. Hopefully the deal will be done. We'll we'll, we'll have some discussion. Have a quiz. 
that sort of thing. Um, and we will we'll touch on how our game weeks did. Um, and then the week after, we'll be back to a normal thing. Obviously, there won't be any games to review, but we'll have our um, watch list, uh, differentials, our team for game week four. Um, and I'm sure there'll be another couple of added stuff. Or something. But that's the plan, Chris. Um, just just a note from me before we end. Uh, I'm on the FPL website and, and Bamford's one of the four players just staring at me in the face. <laughs> he might be coming. We'd love to see. He's a sign. Is he? He's seven point nine. Is Isaac? Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, get him in there tonight. In case you uh, forget tomorrow. Um, but yeah, we'll post our team on Instagram. The transfer has been made, so nothing should change at all. But we will post it out there. Um, but uh, it's been a good pod Chris um, and it's good luck to everyone this week from me yeah good luck everyone see you next week see you next week <laughs>